Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, this moment. Lord God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for who you are in our lives, Lord God. And tonight, Lord God, we give it all to you. We decrease, we leave ourselves somewhere else, not in here, Lord God, for you to use these vessels. Lord God, anoint our words, guide our uh, posture as we humbly present ourselves before you as vessels working in your kingdom. Lord God, look on the house tonight, Lord God. Bless the house, Lord Jesus. Uh, This is your house. This is your house, Lord God. And Father, right now we lift our first family up to you, the Richards, Lord God. Uh, Our pastor, our apostle right now, we lift him up to you, Lord God. Continue to strengthen him, Lord God. Uh, In every manner, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, Lord God. At the cellular level of his whole posture, Lord God, bless him right now. Protect him and his family. Lord, look on Lady Tanisha right now. Lord God, bless her. Bless her. Oh God, continue. Continue to do the work that you're doing in her, Lord God. As she changed the lives of the women that she touched. Lord God, we thank you for her. We thank you for their children. Oh Lord God, have a hedge of protection around them, Lord God. Oh Father, in this spiritual family, Ah, the spiritual family, the pastors, the clergy, ah, the ministries, Lord God, moving forth to touch the lives of your people, changing in your kingdom. Lord God, you anoint this night. Let nothing return void. Lord God, your word, your word will not return void. Lord God, anoint our words. Lord God, let them be your words, Lord God that comes out of our mouths, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen and amen. heavy week for a lot of people in this ministry. Um, it was, it reminded me of that scripture um, in one part of the body is hurting, the rest of the body is hurting. It feels that hurt. Um, so even last week, even myself, it's like I was, I was sensing and picking up this heaviness um, feeling of depression, sadness, uh, 
this, this feeling of not belonging or disconnect. And I was like, Lord, where is this coming from? <laughs> where is this coming from? Um, of this feeling of, is it worth it? Um, like, am I in the right place? Like, am I, am I, am I doing the right thing? Um, is there something else? Um, and then not just that, also the grief that was going forth in the body also, um, just picking up on that. So there were days last week that I just had to lay on my face and just cry out to God and just intercede um, because it was, it was, it was, I can't even explain how it was because it was, it was kind of, I'm not going to say weird, but it was just like this heaviness and I just had to pray through it and it didn't break until probably like Friday. It didn't break until like Friday. And so it was just this constant feeling of heaviness that just lingered throughout the whole week. And so when I got here Sunday and started inter interacting with different people here and members, and they started to share things with me, then I realized that's what was going on. I was feeling you, or I was feeling you, or I was feeling you. Um, and I thank God for that sensitivity to the spirit of God, that sometimes whenever you're, whenever you're experiencing something in the spirit, it's not necessarily your you, or something that's personally affecting you. You may be picking up something from your brother, your sister that they may be dealing with, that they may be struggling with, and God may be pulling on your spirit to intercede on their behalf. You might not know exactly what it is. You may not know the full detail of it. Somebody might not have, you know, come to you and say, this is what I'm dealing with. Can you pray for me? But just having that sensitivity to the spirit and to the unction of the Holy Spirit, that when those times occur, that you enter into prayer, you enter into intercession, and you cry out on behalf of the body of Christ, um, however the Holy Spirit is leading you, because you never know how your prayers, how your intercession will intervene and will impact the atmosphere, will make that impression in the spirit realm that will cover someone in their time of need. So, um, so last week, that, that's, that's where I was, that's what I was dealing with last week. Um, and so I encourage, you know, my brothers and my sisters in Christ that, you know, whatever you're dealing with, God sees and God knows. God sees and God knows. And he is present with you. Walking with you. Uh, I know sometimes whenever we go through trials and tribulations and challenges in life, we kind of feel like we're the only one going through it. That feeling of isolation comes in um, that makes us feel like nobody else 
will, can know. Nobody else can understand. Um, I don't know who to go to. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know who, <laughs> you know. Um, and so know that God is with you in those hard moments. And he is walking with you in those hard moments. And be encouraged because it's temporary. Um, I had someone that I knew, a brother at a church, a former ministry, that, that his definition for, uh, for patience and long-suffering was the ability to outlast the longevity of what is temporary. The ability to outlast the longevity of what is temporary. And it may seem like it's going to last forever, but it's only temporary. It's only temporary. So just be encouraged to hold fast to your faith and to just trust God to, to bring you through that situation. So, so I, I definitely took the time to evaluate myself and to pray and say, God, is, is, is this something that you're dealing with me about that I need to, you know, um, gain some insight or some clarification? Is this an area that you are raising up in about me that I need to pray and intercede about? Um, and then after doing that and allowing the Holy Spirit to show me that, no, it's not, it's not your stuff. I need you to intercede on behalf of the body. Because um, it, kind of, it reminded me of uh, like body intercession. Um, when you have those different aches and pains uh, in the body uh, to cover those things. Um, so what was my process? Y'all getting into my intimate prayer time now. <laughs> Yeah. 
how yeah. do you take it to yeah. the land field and release Right. That's a good point because as serving as a chaplain in a hospital, people are constantly dumping their vulnerability, their hurts, their pains, their worries, their concerns, their grief, their loss. They're constantly dumping all those things um, as I sit and, and attend to their needs and minister to them. And so in that, I've learned to release that stuff before I leave work because I used to bring it home. And then I used to be up all night, <laughs> worried and concerned and yes. going over the events yes. of the day and going over the things that people have shared with me and then trying to figure out how do I get this out of my brain and out of my spirit. Mm. Um, so yeah, before I would leave work, one of the things I, I would do is I would sit, because writing is therapeutic for me. And so I would write everything that occurred in the day that was raising up, that kind of grieved my spirit, mm -hmm. that I was still kind of hanging on to, I would yes. just write it out. Yes. Right, 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 mm -hmm. right, right. And just empty and pour it all out yeah. onto it the out. page and then just shred it. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I would do uh, upon leaving work is I would drive. I'd find like a nice area somewhere in Baton Rouge or surrounding areas, and I would just drive, because that's another thing that's therapeutic for me is just driving. So I would drive, I would put some, some nice uh, soaking worship music on and just worship God and just pray about every situation that I encountered that day. Every person that released something to me, I would give it to God and lay it at his feet. Amen. Like I'm just a vessel. I'm going to pour all this out to you, Jesus. It's not for me to hold it. This isn't my stuff. This is stuff that people have entrusted me and given to me, but now I'm giving it to the one who can really help them, Amen. the one who really can meet the need. So I bring it to God, and I lay it at his feet, and I leave it there. I don't pick it up. I don't bring it back and say, oh, let me, let me rethink that. Nope. I give it to God, and I release it. Um, and so once I know that I've poured it out and I've released it, then I go home. Um, so there has to be that moment of release, however the Holy Spirit leads you to release, um, so that you don't carry things that people give you. Um, because um, one thing that um, I realize when I'm serving people in the hospital, that prayer isn't always what we think it looks like, like folded hands, you're on your knees. Sometimes someone, when they're in a, a hospital bed and they are talking to you, they are saying their prayer requests during the conversation. They are telling you what their supplication is, what their request is, what their need is. And so part of me being an intercessor is bringing that need to God on their behalf. Um, so I have to make sure that I release that. So yes, during that last week, I had to make sure that I wasn't carrying, because there was a lot of grief last week. Um, it was a lot of grief. It was, it was very heavy at the hospital last week. And so I had to make sure that I released that each day before I left work. Um, but when I but 
when I was at home, what I was sensing and picking up wasn't the grief or the stuff that was going on at work with patients. It was different. It was different. Um, so through the Holy Spirit, I was able to distinguish that and then intercede accordingly. Um, so um, you definitely have to have that discipline in your prayer life um, and that sensitivity to the Holy Spirit um, to be able to discern the difference um, and then le the leading of the Holy Spirit and to give you the strategy and how to pray um, and intercede. As she was talking about the heaviness, um, God reminded me of a scripture that he woke me up with uh, because I had, um, you know, we as, as spiritual leaders, you know, by sheer default, the way we live, engaging with um, people at work and engaging with people that you just meet, um, you are that person. You are that person. And I found myself in a place that God reminded me that we as believers have the power to speak to the situation. Psalms uh, 18 and 21 tells us um, this power, this death and life and power in your words, in the tongues, what we speak. We can speak life into people or we can speak things against them. And it's important that we posture ourselves, posture ourselves in the Holy Spirit where we are speaking life. And, and in those situations, those situations of despair and depression, when we're talking to those that are leaning on us for that direction, we can remind them there's power in your words. You can begin to speak life. You can begin to bless, to bless those that you're connected with as you're praying with them. Lord God, we, you have already given us the authority, the dominion here to rule over those things that we have power over. Those things should not weigh us down to the point where we're unable to engage with people. Just as, um, I was about to call it Pastor Ruth. Dr. Ruth was speaking, and um, I, as she was speaking and she was talking about the heaviness, the spirit of discernment was there already on her to discern that my people are hurting. We are intercessors for God's people. We are feeling the hurt of them. We see the spirit in them as they walk to us. We, we should be in that posture with God. And then we speak to that thing. We begin to pray for them, for God to help them understand, release it to me. Um, I'm reminding us all that 
our ceiling. It's the floor of God. Anything that we need is already at his altar. Anything that we need to lay before him, we have the right. We have the ability. We can do that. But we sometimes forget because we carry. We carry people. We carry them in our heart. We carry them in our spirits as we engage with them. But I want to remind you, speak to that situation. We are free. We are living a victorious life. We are conquerors now. Now. And I heard someone say, I don't know if it was Brother Casey when he was echoing why she was, why Dr. Ruth was speaking. Um, we already have, let me use this word, the autonomy to be able to do whatever we have to do in Christ Jesus now, right now, and that we must have patience for the breakthrough. We want that vending machine process with God. Let me put a coin in. Let me push a number. That's my prize. That instant gratification. He says, the word says, God's word says, Ask, and it shall be given. <laughs> Seek, and ye shall, shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. But I don't remember in that scripture that he says it's going to happen in 30 minutes. It's going to happen in five minutes. It's going to happen tomorrow, um, next year. Patience is a virtue. Virtue. Trials and tribulations come to make us strong. Patience in who God is in our lives. While we're being patient, thank you, Holy Spirit, for that breakthrough, for that blessing, for that release of the desperation, for that healing of depression, for that healing of the pain, God is developing us. For the next person that we are going to encounter and witness to, he's developing us for the next glorious, glorious project, event, the thing that we're, that's going to happen for his glory, for his kingdom. Let us not forget we are designed for his purpose. Ah, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for him designing me for his purpose because what I do, I do it by his strength. Because I can't do it by mine. I can't do it by my, uh, my own physical ability. I need whatever God has for me. And I know that he will supply all my needs because he's every time man tell me that, oh, you're not going to be able to do that. That's not going to work. Lord God, you sent me here. Lord God, you told me to ask these people for this. I'm expecting it. I'm praying with joy and expectation. I'm excited you told me that this is going to happen for me. I'm walking in the door. Okay, what y'all, what do you guys got for me? This is my plan, okay? You say, God, you said you're going to do this now, right? 
I'm going in there. They're going to have to tell God no. Not me. They're going to have to tell God no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my husband be looking at me like, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> God say his promises. He say yes. And amen. I'm saying yes. Just like he's saying yes. He's <laughs> God's word. It's just as powerful coming out of his mouth, coming out of my mouth. Powerful. His words, because his words is promises. Not by what I decide, not by the plan. And I had to remind myself that the problem that I was having, it came after my creation. It came after God created me. It came after the creation of the world. So God already got a resolution for this problem. It's me trying to fix it. Let me get my hands out of it. Let me stop trying to analyze it. Oh, wait. That's my personality. Oh, let me, let me do the pros and cons. Oh, no. Lord, we're not doing this. It's all pro. You got it. And that's what I was thinking when she was talking to remind us, to remind us to speak to the situation just like God would do it. Just like God would do it. Not, not in our words, not in our strength, but in God's strength. And I praise God for that, that amount of faith. Because even when I'm low, I'm looking like I'm going to get it. No matter how it looks, because my eyes telling me, Girl, you better get your stuff and go home. Stop talking to these people. They're going to think you crazy. I'm just going to be crazy in love with Jesus. Amen. Praise God. And, and one more thing before you ask your question. Um, another, another thing that kind of dropped in my spirit last week was also um, in my time of reflection and meditation um, was... It's time to have mountain-moving faith. Amen. Amen. Um, hmm. Because when I, I started to remember and recall events in my life, and I started to think about different people that have come into this ministry, there have been points in our lives where God made it where there is no point of return. Mm. And so when the Israelites, when God brought the Israelites out of Egypt and they crossed the Red Sea, there was no way to go back. That's right. That's right. Um, Amen. For, for many of us, the situations God brought us out of, Come on. there is no way Come on. to go back. Come on. Even if you say, I wish I was. Come on. It was better Come when. on. Come on. There is no way to go back. Amen. Um, and then just realizing the hand of God. Amen. Who stepped in and orchestrated some things yes. to bring you out. Yes. Even when it was even when it hurt like heck. Come on. Even when you left out with scars. Yes. You didn't know where you were going to go. 
You didn't know what God was going to do with your life, if your purpose was still going to be intact, if you were still called and chosen by God. But God orchestrated something in your life that was mountain moving Amen. to bring you out. Yes. To yes. take you into the place that he has ordained for you. That's right. Um, so we, we, we are in a place where God needs us to have mountain-moving faith. Amen. Mountain-moving faith. That's right. That's right. It may seem surmountable. It may seem too big. It may seem like, I don't know how this is going to happen. Walk but we it. have to have the faith and the trust in God, in the belief in God, in his word, in his promises, and in who Amen. he is, and in who he has called us to be, Amen. to be able to walk in that authority in the earth, Amen. to speak to a thing, Glory to God. and it has to obey. Yes, Lord. It has to obey. Yes, Lord. Amen. 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 That's it. Ditto. That's what I got to say. Ditto. question for me already. I'm going to pose it anyway. Last night, uh, a men's group that I'm in, the message title was, don't allow the pressure to burst your pipes, bring the pipe to the pressure. Mm. And so there, it was an acronym, uh, 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 um, I believe it was pray, uh, identify, um, pursue, and exalt, as in like, take claim of those small victories. I'll, I'll ask this to say, and you brought up a man, it's crazy how they watched, the children of Israel watched their captors mm-hmm. drown, mm-hmm. and they wanted to go back they there. They still wanted to go back. No one was what there. kind of strength still Anyway. <laughs> no make no sense. Like, you watched your enemy be defeated, and you want to go be victim to them again. You're going to be victim to a dead thing. Ah. Anyway. So my question, 
how, in pressure moments, how would you encourage someone to stay on the offensive, to, to not be distracted by the circumstance, but to continue to remember to, to speak the word to the thing in spite mm. of the circumstance? It's temporary. You are in a temporary situation. This is not permanent. For we know that by our own selves, by our physical right now. When we were born, we didn't look like this. We weren't this size. We didn't have these capabilities. We grow. We develop. We become everything that God had intended for us, designed for us. You know, that infant state, you have child, adolescence. Oh, and I'm reminded of puberty. Uh, and all of those things that, that we go as we begin to grow. Then we come young, become young adults. And now we're adults. That's the same process in the spiritual life that we have been born in. We start off as babes, spiritual babes, spiritual infants. We start out as that. And then as we grow, we develop. And we are fed the word of God in every aspect. Through our spiritual leaders, our spiritual parents, all those that we are engaged with. And I thank God for that. Because in life, I have had so many different mentors. And God has blessed me with grown spiritual people. You know, sometimes you, and I'm using that term, mature, seasoned. Um, it has nothing to do with their age. Um, it has to do with their spiritual endowment and their spiritual maturity. And we're not maturing in our time. We're maturing in God's time. I want to remind us of that. So we're not in the same place that we were, I'm going to say, last month. Some of us have, have been catapulted into a future spiritual realm. You've jumped past a whole lot because God has ignited a fire and he's put a pressing upon you, a yearning in your heart for the word of God. And coupled with the Holy Spirit and all of the spiritual support, all the fathers, the mothers, uh, the, the momos and the papos and all those spiritual people. I'm using those terminology to, for you to think about wisdom and seasoned wisdom pouring into you right here right here at Elevate, and then those that you meet abroad because they see the Christ in you. It's amazing how when you travel, I know for me, when I engage with people, especially people who are in the, in the kingdom of God, they immediately see the spirit. And that's what I press toward. That's what I pray for all of us believers, that our lives impact the people that we meet daily. 
our lives and pack to the point where they want to be like us. They want to go where we go. They want to sit and have conversation with you because they know that what you're going to say is going to be holy and righteous. I, 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 I want that for our leaders because I meet so many people. We've talked about church hurt, but it's really people hurt. So when they see you, I don't want them to begin to immediately think that I'm a deception. I'm a manipulation. Because that's what, because it's got some people who are amazing people who won't come in the four walls, these four walls, because of people hurt. So we have to remind them how amazing God is. How the kingdom of God was designed with love and compassion. And we cannot look at man. We have to look at God and the Christ and the people that they engage with. And I'm, I'm being inclusive right now because I know who's in the room right now. The love of God. That's what we want to impact the lives of people with. Side of us kicks in real quick 
you get the diagnosis from the doctor, it's a gut punch, you're like, man. But God, you said you, Jehovah Rapha, you the God that heals. So we have to be able to come back. Not to say that you won't. You're not going to be, that's not going to always be the first response. But don't stay in that place. Amen. I got to shake myself and be like, okay, I, okay. But no, God, I, I know who you are. I know who you are in my life. I know what you can do. And so we have to get to that place where we trust him enough, we believe his word, that we just crazy enough to just believe what he said. Amen. I'm crazy it is, enough. It, it gets to be that simple. We're just crazy enough to believe what he said. Amen. Amen. And what, just two comments. <laughs> um, just piggybacking off of uh, what you both just shared um, to answer uh, Brother TJ's question. It's uh, spiritual discipline. Mm -hmm. Spiritual discipline. Um, like Pastor Tiffany said, that our initial reaction mm -hmm. is usually our fleshly reaction. Amen. But then after we have that reaction, how do we respond? How do we respond from there? Um, do we continue to enter, enter, entertain and feed the, the reaction of our flesh? Or do we submit to the Holy Spirit and to the word of God and employ the word of God in, in that situation and in our lives? when those situations occur, when we feel that pressure. Um, and then also um, when Dr. Eva was talking about people hurt or being hurt by people and those people who stay away from the church because they don't want to experience that hurt from people again. I was one of those people. And what I had to realize was um, you cannot heal from people hurt, avoiding people. You cannot heal from people hurt, avoiding people. And in the long run, you will start to hurt yourself because of the hurt you've experienced from people because you're avoiding like people.
Amen.
right way, but because I chose to send the word. Amen, amen. And allow me to respond to the situation. Even when she was in error. But because of the faith that I have. Amen, amen. And I need you to do this. This ain't even about her. This is about me. I'm being in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lord, this is about me. So there is power in our prayers. There's power in our words. And please don't, don't discount the power that you have. Yeah. If you would just speak, as Dr. Ruth said, that mountain moving faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I just want to read something. It comes from Matthew 7 and 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Rock solid. When we have rock solid faith, Rock solid faith, your faith to pray for the situation and not act upon it by your means, your, your ability. God is omnipresent. He can be anywhere. He can be taking care of all of us right now. Rock solid faith. Put in his word and the faith in him and Practice, practice, practice. What does practice mean? We doing it every day, every moment. We incorporating in the culture, how we live. It's our way of life. You got to make it your way of life. I believe that faith is the currency that we exchange with God. Our faith is our exchange with him. Faith in him, knowing that he's got us. Knowing that the situation, when the enemy thinks he's, <laughs> he's throwing a curveball. I know I say this scripture a lot, even to myself, reminding me, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Nothing. You might throw it. <laughs> I might get a little bruise. That's all right. It's going to get well. I'm going to be reminded that God took care of me from that little bruise. That scar, oh, I healed from that. Praise God. Glory to God for that healing. Mm. The limp I used to have, oh, you know, I might still have a little strain in the muscle every now and then, but guess what? I was healed from the back issue. I was, thank you, Lord. I'm not saying you're not going to go through something. Oh, <laughs> it's waiting on you. Uh, just, as, just as Pastor Tiffany just said, if you're not in a storm, you just came out of one, or you're about to go into one, or you in one and you don't even realize it because you probably got your mind somewhere else thinking that, oh, this is the normal. This, you're passing through. It's a temporary thing. And I praise God for temporal things. I praise God for temporal. I'm not going to be in this situation forever. Ah, that's another forever. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Amen.
Preach. Got an online comment. The, the online comments are hot right now. Sister Tina made a comment uh, while we were discussing faith. She said, is it a lack of faith that is our issue or is it a lack of commitment? He, he 
Amen. Amen. Um, ditto with that. Yeah, I, I believe um, it's our relationship, our commitment to, to God in a sense of do we know him? I believe that having a, um, let me say pray without ceasing. That's, I, I, I take that scripture, always talk to me. Always talk to me, daughter. Don't don't go talk to someone. Prayer is, is our communication. It's our connection with God. If we're not doing that uh, on a continual basis, then there will be a disconnect. And I don't think that we could possibly be part-time, you know, like we own, like we, you, uh, Pastor Tiffany was saying, we come into church, uh, we just talk to him once a week, uh, we just... I just we want to have a conversation when something's wrong. We as parents don't like that. My kids don't call me and just check on me and say how I'm doing. Come on. Don't show me no love. Don't bring me a piece of cake, a muffin, something by the house, something. Only call. You know, God wants to hear how much we love him. He wants us to have that intimate relationship with him. That's every day. We're, we're having a conversation with him. We're talking about the things, and we're, and we're walking. You know, my, my impression is 
I don't always have to speak out loud. I can have a mind. Okay, God, in my mind, what am I supposed to be engaging with that person? I believe that relationships are purposeful. And when I meet you, what what is it? And I'm thinking, God, what do I owe them? I really do. I think like that. What what do I what do I owe you, Pastor Tiffany? And we have a relationship. So what am I? What is my impact in your life? You know, I, I would love to have amazing relationships with people. You know, Lady Tanisha, and just listen, and just forever. But it's not always like that because we are all on assignment, one assignment to the next, and in doing so. This is our assignment while we're here. What are we doing to make the impact in each other's lives? What are we doing to make sure that we are all successful in the kingdom? It's not about me. It's about God and his kingdom. And keeping that laser focus. So I have to remind myself sometimes. Because like you said earlier, we are human. Things happen and we ready to spin off and be, oh, that's that other person. That person that no longer lives here. They're trying to move back in. No. Release and be in a humble state before God. And that's, 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 that's how we build that relationship with him. Knowing him. Saying, you know, praise God. Amen. And then Go ahead. To, sorry. And then to piggyback off of uh, what y'all were saying, um, the thought that came to my mind was the scripture that talks about uh, the mustard seed. Um, We use that reference a lot to have mustard seed faith, but you're not supposed, your, your faith isn't supposed to stay the size of a mustard seed. Um, It's supposed to grow. It's supposed to take root. And it's supposed to develop into a strong, grounded tree. The scripture says that birds can even rest in. Um, It may start out small, but your faith is supposed to grow. Um, So it, it, it comes to us growing in our relationship with God, growing in the word, growing in our prayer life. Um, Whenever we go through tests and trials, using those opportunities to grow in our faith um, and to know who God is in our lives during those times. Um, So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal about us, like where are the areas that, that I need to grow in? in my faith. And then when the Holy Spirit shows you those areas, let's go to work. Holy Spirit, let's go to work on me and get me to the place where I need to be in my faith so that my faith is unmovable. It's not wavering. So that, because I know tests and trials are going to come. As long as we are on this side, (laughs) as long as we live in these physical bodies, we're going to have tests and trials. We're going to have life events that are going to be challenging. So, God, make me ready. Make me ready. Make my foundation sure 
make my foundation sure so when the winds and waves and, the, and, and all that comes, I won't waver. I won't start to sink because I'm going to keep my eyes on you. When those things occur, I want to be ready beforehand, and I want to stay ready. So we have to exercise our faith. We have to grow in our faith. So we have to put in that work, that time with God and get to know God and allow God to minister to us and reveal who we are in him, our authority, our purpose, um, and how to use his word in those moments, in those times to gird ourselves up. Amen. So I wanted to make a comment about the question and then ask a follow-up question to that. So the question was, is it a lack of faith or a lack of commitment? And then I did a Google search to get the definition of commitment. Um, And then it says that commitment is the state of being dedicated to a cause, a pledge, or an undertaking. And then I went to the Bible to find the definition of faith. And it says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So if I was to answer that question, I will say it's a lack of commitment to faith. Because faith is a dedication, commitment is a dedication to a cause, and faith is a cause. Um, So I guess a follow-up question to that would be, how do you stay dedicated to the cause that is faith? Because I belong to a generation where even when we make a pledge, if you're not coming through, when we expect you to come through, it's no longer a pledge. It's now a statement. So how do you stay dedicated to faith when it's not looking like it's supposed to be looking like? Yeah. Because, and as our apostle often says here, 
And um, our commitment to faith, I think, is unique to each person. Um, for me, my commitment to faith is because my life is committed to God. Like, he is my everything. I have given my life, my everything, everything belongs to him. And so when I am faced with something and I'm believing God for something and it's not looking like what I think it should look like or, or a solution isn't, isn't manifesting when I think it should manifest, I don't let go of my faith because I'm connected to God, because I am holding on to God. And I know that I am his child. And everything concerning me concerns him. So I know without a shadow of a doubt that he is in the midst of the situation and he's going to take care of it. And he's going to make a way. So that is what reinforces my commitment to faith. Not things, not, you know, what I can get or what I can't get or, you know, or even an answer to a prayer, that doesn't give me my commitment to my faith. My commitment to my faith is because I am committed to God, period. <laughs> That's it. He is my all in all. He's my father. He's my creator. He is my savior. He's my reason for being. He's my life. He's my breath. So I can't go anywhere else and find that. Nothing else in this world can sustain me like God can. So my commitment to faith, to, my, to faith and to my faith is because I'm first committed and dedicated wholeheartedly to God. So it, it, it definitely comes to having that firm foundation, like the scripture that Dr. Eva read, building your house on the rock, on Jesus, and not on sinking sand. You have to have that firm foundation to build your faith on, to build your relationship with God on, um, and that will sustain you. That will keep you regardless of what comes, regardless of the, of the test that comes, regardless of the situation and what it looks like. You will be able to hold fast because you know my life is in God's hands, and that's it. Amen. Add and uh, piggyback, uh, something one of my old pastors used to say is faith, there's two parts to it, is faith in God and then faithfulness to God. So as we're building up we're, our own faith and our growing in the word and having confidence in the purpose and having confidence that, com that purpose is coming from God, that produces our faithfulness and it comes from the faith. That's it. That as a whole, that takes the totally committed to God. Not whatever your 
That's right. But God is me having to give up my life because there may be purpose in me giving up my life. It might be the next Martin Luther King that needs my heart. It might be the, the person that has the cure to right, cancer right, that right, needs right, right, right. Whatever, whatever organ. So glory to God. Glory, glory, us, glory. Like but Jesus sacrificed his life. Amen. For us. Yes. Come on. Will we be willing to sacrifice? Come on. Ourselves? Come if on. Is that the commitment, the faith that we have? Amen. For God, I live. For God, I die. And so when we understand, you know, that purpose and we put our self aside, we put our desires aside and really allow the power of God, the will of God, and his desires to be effectuated in our life, then we can really see him glorified. And we are at the 85 hours of this will be the last. Amen. Question. Um, this question is from Dr. Lodge online. How do you know if someone is your assignment and what are the signs? How do you know if someone is your assignment? Um, well, first and foremost, pray. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have to eliminate Amen. Not to say that the situation may be easy, but because of the 
and also there will be a confirmation in your spirit and also a wisdom that comes along with the grace to to serve to minister to that person to attend to their needs there will be a wisdom from you for them um, to fulfill that assignment um, and that comes with, like Pastor Tiffany said, seeking God in prayer um, about that individual to get that confirmation and then leading of the Holy Spirit to give you that wisdom concerning that person um, for that specific thing. Um, and then another point I want to make is discerning whether it's an assignment for that person or whether it's something God is trying to deal with about you. Amen. Because sometimes people will, who are around us will frustrate us and irritate us to become a mirror for stuff that we need to deal with within Amen. ourselves. Amen. Um, so sometimes we need to also pray and ask God, okay, Lord, why is it when this person come around me, my nerves start getting bad. They get on that last good nerve. <laughs> Amen. And I want to give them a whole piece of my mind. Um, then it's like, Lord, what is it about me that you're showing that you, you're trying to show me about me through this interaction with this person? Amen. Amen. I just want to add to um, what you're saying. The words say peace that surpasses all understanding. We think about that scripture and we say it all the time, but we should be posturing ourselves to have a peace in God where the chatter that's going on in your head, like what is my purpose to this person? How does that work? And we're pondering and we're wondering about that particular situation. But if someone or something is your assignment, before you even... Most of the time, at least for me, God has already shown me that a need is coming. I may not know what the need looks like. I, I, it might look like Eric, but I'm, look, I'm looking at Erica. And when I see him, I see the spirit that God showed me. He, that meeting the person is part of our confirmation. So the assignment Generally, he don't give us the assignment after we meet people. We already got the assignment inside of us. It's just something that say, boop, there it is. Wake up. It's been planted in you already. So if it's something that, and I'm listening at you talking about things that aggravate you and get on that last nerve, when things grieve the spirit inside of me, I begin to think about distractions. Because if it's grieving my spirit, that's not where God wants me to be. He don't want me wrestling with something that's not a part of his kingdom. Anything that gets us to that point. Okay, God, is this really a part of the kingdom? Is this... Is this my kingdom assignment? Yes, we should be in tune. We should be at that moment of grace where we are peacefully resting 
in the Holy Spirit to look at the confirmation if that's my assignment, if that is what I'm supposed to be doing right now, this moment. And I learned this the hard way. When God give you an assignment and you ponder with it and you wrestle with it because because is that really the person that you want me to be dealing with? So we do that. We do that. You know, really me? Um, I don't think so. That's that's not my cup of tea. That's 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 gonna clash with me. I mean, we we do that. So the peace of God over our lives, resting in the Holy Spirit, being connected and in alignment with God is what I believe will help us understand the confirmation. Discernment, yes. Being able to discern at that time what it is that I'm doing right now, this moment. And take ourselves out of it. Take ourselves out of it.
name of Jesus, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for strengthening your people now, Lord God. Even in the midst of every test, every trial, Lord God, every challenge that they may be facing right now in their faith, I thank you for giving them strength now in the name of Jesus, God. To outlast, Lord God, the very thing that's been in opposition of them, God. That adversary, Lord God, we thank you now for intervening, God, and for ushering them through it, Lord God. I can definitely say that now. Um, I struggled when I first started coming here. How, where I maybe, so to speak, fit in. And it's a, you know, a whole different environment, different atmosphere from where I was at before. So I struggled with it for a little while. and um, But now, 100%. And um, it really is like a family. And um, I see re- more recently, over the past couple of months how God has really um, just grown a lot of us closer together. And um, 
it's beautiful and there's you know no judgment there's um I'm able to be me <laughs> yeah I'm able to be me and that's something that God he's really I'm learning you know who I am in him and that's a big part because of elevate and um, my identity in Christ not who everybody else says I am or even though that may be true whatever but it's God's revealing to me personally who I am in him and um you know even what he's you know called me to do and just all of that but really who I am in him and um yeah so I definitely can say yes to that a strong yes to that yes <laughs> already touched on